here's a message from Ken Lavica. I think I'm falling in love. I think I'm falling in sports love. Like, not platonic love, but like sports love. I can't remember the last time I felt like this. I love the Dolphins' new head coach. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. I must say, in this in this industry, I think it's easy to get cynical. It's easy to be negative. But I'm bucking that trend today. Maybe I'll go back to it tomorrow. But I'm bucking that trend today because I feel good. Sports love is in the air. I am I am enthralled with the new guy coming to South Florida. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. He missed yesterday. He is in today. Thank God. Theo Dorsey for his regular Tuesday appearance here on Ken Levick Alive. WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, and one of the faces of the best damn local sports TV coverage in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. And he is hydrated and he's ready to go. Are you really drinking that whole two gallon uh, thing of. Uh, it's one gallon. It's one gallon? Yeah, yeah. I, I've been I don't know a how to. I don't know what gallons are. How can you not tell that this is one gallon? I don't know. <laughs> Have you I ever seen a gallon of milk? It's, <laughs> so, like, it's literally a gallon of water <laughs> in a gallon jug and he uh, says two gallons. So, so, so I always. <laughs> I don't know why I thought milk was two gallons. Wow. Yeah, because it's a milk jug. I, I buy that at the store. Yeah. I, I buy that at Publix every single week. Up, right. up, up to what I'm just age, an idiot. Up to what age did you realize that it was <laughs> up one until gallon? Today, up right until today, right Up until 12.01.55, like, <laughs> like literally 15 seconds ago. You're so, right. not good. Uh, we're in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers right off of the overcast and increasingly warm intercoastal. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights running things until 2 o'clock. He knows what a gallon is as opposed to two gallons. All right. Uh, it is it is rare, Theo, and I, I think I probably err on the side of pessimistic more often than not. And I honestly do think, I honestly do think that it's the nature of being in sports radio. Now, you're you're an optimistic person. You're generally happy and upbeat and uplifting. It's one of the things I like about when you're in here on Mondays and Tuesdays is that you have a, a, a general sunshininess about you. But I also think that being in TV, being in TV media, you're always looking for, for good stories. You're looking for uplifting stories. You're trying to tell a tale, and that keeps you above baseline is that at least a semblance accurate yeah mostly like radio guy keeps teams and organizations in check whereas tv guys try to tell those nice fluffy stories human interest things and that's good and we need that and and that is absolutely necessary not only in the media realm but in the life realm so then there's the sports radio aspect of it we tend to be miserable but here's why because we have found that fans they want to react most when they're angry, when they're pissed off, when something's bothering them, when something's jabbing at them. That's when, Stone, you have the phones lit up because people will just want to argue. They want to yell. They want to scream. They want to get things off their chest. They're in the middle of a work day. No doubt. They're angry. It's influencing them. That is the world we live in, right? 
Yeah, it seemed like when Keely was, you know, talking about like discrimination stuff the other day, people were just mm-hmm. waiting for mm-hmm. you to yell out that phone number and give us a ring. Because people are people get angry and they're more likely to react as opposed to when they're happy. But today I feel something different. I'm leaving my normal sports talk dungeon and I'm walking into Theo's light today because I can't stop reading about, I can't stop watching video of, I can't stop looking at the offensive schemes of Mike McDaniel. Mm. The Dolphins, and we talked about it at length yesterday, they have gone so outside the box with a new coach that looks and acts unlike any other coach in pro football history. Mike McDaniel is just different. And the Dolphins are taking a chance, a calculated risk, that he's going to be able to do something that Jimmy Johnson wasn't able to do, that Dave Wanstead wasn't able to do, that Tony Sperano wasn't able to do, that Cam Cameron wasn't able to do. Nick Saban. Nick Saban wasn't able to do because he <laughs> bailed and he quit. That Joe Philbin wasn't able to do, Adam Gase wasn't able to do, and Brian Flores wasn't able to do. And that is win and do it consistently and bring the Dolphins into the modern era of the NFL. Top 10 offense they haven't been since 1998. I want you to listen to short-statured, spindly, awkward Mike McDaniel talking with his new quarterback Tua Tungavailoa yesterday. This from MiamiDolphins.com. Listen to how refreshingly weird and odd Mike McDaniel is. There he is, man. I just had to get on with you real quick. Um, we're going to have an extensive professional relationship, my man. One thing I know about you is you have the ambition to be great. My job is to coach you to get all that greatness out of you. And it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be work, but I know you're not afraid of that. So um, this, is, this is an awesome day for me, um, and I'm damn sure going to make sure that when you look back on this day, you're going to be like, damn, that was one of the best days of my career, too. Okay? But I'll earn that from you. You got me? No, since you can't hear him, he's, there's a camera on us right now. Since you can't hear him, he's he's telling me how excited he is. <laughs> and uh, that there's no other coach you'd rather play for in the entire world. Which I thought was nice, since that's the first time I've really talked to him. <laughs> I'm elated, bro. It is It is an unbelievable opportunity for me that I do not plan on wasting in the slightest. You can, I promise you that. Um, I'm all in. You're going to get the best um, out of me that you could possibly get. There's there's only one way to do anything great. So, um, And there's no shortcuts. But let's go do something that's worth doing. It's on, bro. If you don't have eye black at home, you better go get some eye black. Because oh, yeah. we're going <laughs> oh. outstanding, dude. I, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for myself. Um, and I think the Dolphins fans should be happy as well. There's something about that that's just so pure. And it's so awkward. <laughs> but it's so pure. It's so authentic. I I am rooting so hard for Mike McDaniel to succeed. Not because I, uh, I, I believe, and I do, but not because I, I only believe in what he brings offensively and his, his, his schemes and his beliefs. The concept of him, someone like him, who's so different, succeeding. I'm rooting so, so hard for him. See, I think he is what you thought Joe Burrow was. 
You know how you said like is Joe Nerd Burrow cool. like dorky, okay. corny, cool? And you said he's smooth, cool. He's more Joe Burrow is smooth, cool. cool. This guy is more corny, corny, dorky, nerdy, cool. Nerdy, cool. Okay. that's what it is, right there. And maybe that's what appeals to me more than like purely cool. Why I was questioning Joe Burrow and why I find myself sports attached to Mike <laughs> McDaniel. I just I I can't remember. It's been a long time. I suppose, since there's been an athlete or a coach that I've rooted for so hard like I am right now for Mike McDaniel. I honestly think that the last athlete that I was rooting so hard for was probably Tiger Woods Mm. before he won the Masters. Desperate to see him do something, something great one more time. I want to see Mike McDaniel do something great. I am so invested in him now. I don't know if you have a similar person, similar athlete, similar coach that you feel the same way about, but man, I'm putting Mike McDaniel up on Tiger Woods level for me. I I like that pick from you. Uh, This was tough for me because when I opened it up to not just football and not just coaches and any athlete um, across America, there's one guy that just has my heart, that just every single time I see him do anything, I'm always defending him. Yeah. You want to guess Let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, does he does he pretend to rip his shirt open after touchdowns? No, no, no. Oh, no. But it's not Cam. It was. It, it would have been Cam Newton maybe a year or two ago. Okay, okay. It but been. then he got washed, and so you <laughs> left him. Yeah, right, I'm giving up Watch on that. It. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm yeah. Give, like we gave him his shot. It looked uh-huh. really great uh-huh. in Carolina. Now I've given up on that. But there's one guy <laughs> I still feel myself every single time defending, and I've been doing this for like four or five years. And I was recently vindicated with him winning a championship. That's another hint. Mm. He just won a championship, a guy that a lot of people didn't think could do it, a guy that showed out on the biggest stage, 50 points, 15 rebounds. Giannis. Giannis and Giannis. For, for Giannis, it was back when he had that first season with the Bucks, where he led them in all major five statistical categories. I was banging the drum. He's a top 10 player in the league. He's all NBA. He's going to be one of the next great players. Everybody was like, well, he can't shoot. Everybody was so focused well, on what he Well, when he played do. basketball, it looked like a baby deer. He did, but – he, was, he had just started playing ball like five years ago, like literally. So for me to be banging the drum for that guy and then for him to also be living up to it and he's still in his prime, I feel like every single time I see – and it's it's love-hate. I'm a Miami Heat fan yeah, 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 through and through. And what he did to us in the playoffs did not feel but good. But that makes your love even more strong because you stick with that guy even through yeah. blasting through the heat yeah. in the playoffs last year. I, I am feeling such a pull towards Mike McDaniel. I'm telling you, I have not felt like this towards an athlete or a coach since Tiger. Since my constant defense of Tiger Woods over and over and over again. Theo feels sports love for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, who, who, player, coach, who do you feel sports love to, a connection to, someone you'll defend, you'll root for, no matter what, no matter the city they're in, no matter the team they play for. Who do you give your sports love to, player or coach? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us, at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. No matter what, You are loyal to this person. You back this person. You need to be fan-linked to this person because Mike McDaniel has become that for me. And I didn't really know of Mike McDaniel until about, I don't know, seven months ago.
and just seeing the way that he conducts himself, seeing the way he acts, he's just different. He's refreshing to me, I think, because in a world of spittle flying and screaming and yelling and uh, uh, the, 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 the I'm, I'm smarter than you and you've got to be tougher than the other guy and get in the weight room, he defies all of that because he doesn't look like someone who should live in the football realm let alone succeed in the football realm. And then you hear those who speak so highly of him, that awkward conversation with Tua, but him willing to take on this challenge. I love it. I I absolutely love it. And the Dolphins did something I didn't think they were going to do, and that was take a risk. Because there was a lot on the line. Chris Greer's job. Stephen Ross's ownership. Season tickets. Legacy of a franchise. And they did something outside of the box. They did something different. I am rooting so hard for Mike McDaniel. I, I absolutely love him, and I do think that it is because he doesn't look like he belongs. I yeah. think he doesn't look like he belongs, and that's my draw to him. Stone, where do you where do your allegiances lie? I mean, I'm with him all the way. I think it's like the new age of what we're going to start seeing a lot more and more. I know that the analytics word kind of annoys everybody at this point um, in time, especially after the season, but I mean, I think that this is where it's headed. I think he's going to end up being more confident than he is in these interviews and these, you know, conversations with Tua on the phone. He's got it going on. The coaching tree he stems from, what he knows and what he has to work with in Miami, I think he's going to be uber confident. I'm excited to see what he can do. Dennis, he is confident. That's the thing. It's no not doubt. like he's meek. It's yeah. not like me where I'm small statured and I just sort of like keep my head down and <clears> then I get in front of a mic and I can talk and talk and talk. But if you see me face to face, I'm just say uh, like he's confident. Man, you just ran a marathon. Hey, man, I, 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 Seriously. I, I challenge myself. I don't want to do it around others, but I challenge myself. <laughs> um, but man, he's so damn confident. Yeah, you, I love you, it. You mentioned that he was kind of nerdy cool. I don't think Joe Burrow could pull off the fit he did when he landed Bro, on the on the jet was, in Miami. I'm telling you that that suit. I mean that fit was perfect. The Gucci shades, yeah, all of it, yeah. perfect. I could have done without the um, the AirPods. Yeah, people who wear those 100 percent of the time always a bit sketchy. But I'm glad he took them off once you got into the building. Always. A bit like, what sketchy. are what are you always listening to? Who are you always talking to with the AirPods? In fact, let me take it a step further, Theo. When I'm when I'm out when I was training for the marathon, I would be out at like five fifteen, five thirty in the morning, running, getting a run in, and there's people walking and they're talking on the phone. Who are you talking on the phone to at five fifteen, five thirty in the morning? Who could you possibly be talking you to know what at that, that is? time? That's second family hour. That's a uh, <laughs> Oh that's, wow. <laughs> I gotta I gotta step outside, get a walk in at five thirty in the morning so I can Talk to my second wife check, and kids. Yeah. Check in on check in on the girlfriend. You know what? That that may very well be it. Um, but but I <laughs> I, I just I, I feel I feel this this sports connection to Mike McDaniel and and when Tiger was and it's it's right when Tiger got in trouble after uh, you know his his harem of lovers. Oh, speaking of second family, yeah, yeah. Speaking of second <laughs> and third and fourth families, yeah. Uh, even restaurant families yeah. in there. But he uh, when he came back and everybody was just killing him, just crushing him. And I think it was just me being defiant. Like you know what, I want this guy to stick up a middle finger, both middle fingers at anybody who's doubting him. And it took so long, and it was, and then the injuries came, mm. and it was such a climb up of a sports Everest for him to even get back to competing again. But he wasn't able to win a major, and that provided more ammo for people to say, "Yep, never been the same. He'll never do it again." Doubt him, make fun of him. 
So much so that I became like hardcore Tiger. I was sort of eh about Tiger. Then he cheated on his wife, and then I became a massive fan. Of I don't know what this is. About I know, you. I know. But but I got I got into total. Let's go, Tiger. Show them show them that they're wrong. And bounce back. I kind of feel like that's similar with Mike McDaniel. I think that he gets written off a little bit because of how he looks and because of how he conducts himself. And now we're having this ridiculous conversation about how he identifies racially, and that's a stupid conversation. <laughs> so weird. People are just finding ways to try and, and uh, poke into this and try and diminish it, and that makes me want him to succeed more. Like I just believe in him because I think he's one of the most authentic things going in pro football. But is anybody mad at him because of his, like, Multiracial background. I don't think I didn't see anybody I, poking at it. Just, I, I trying to figure it out. <laughs> I I think that there probably are some people upset with that dude. He doesn't look black. He's not black. He can't sit here and and, and why do the 49ers get draft picks? Yeah. Uh, for the Dolphins making a diversity higher. Like I do think there are some angry people that want to diminish it. That want him to take a a twenty three and me. That want to <laughs> dig back into his family tree. I, and yeah. for for whatever reason, I don't know. But like he's he's diminishing uh, the biracial tag. I really truly it believe some people are angry at him. So I don't. I, I know that there might be some people out there. I think there's a minority that's angry. There's a majority that is intrigued. Like, hey, I'm intrigued. What yeah. is going on here? And then there's also a thing of like, okay, it is weird because he, you know, the 49ers are getting the benefit of it. He's slightly getting the benefit of it because he's technically going to be a diversity hire for the Dolphins and their, you know, their whole lawsuit, whatever they're dealing with with Brian Flores, that helps them. But also, it's like, it's weird because he didn't really truly live that black experience no. because he doesn't look like a black guy. Right. Like right. again, if he was looking like a black guy, does he get shot down like Eric Bieniemy does because he has a great play caller ahead of him? I mean, he was the old, nobody's sure. questioning Mike McDaniel's smarts. And all of that. But you answered your question. I think this is why there That's why are people some are upset because he didn't live the true black experience. But to me, it like it does to me it doesn't matter because specifically to his case that's not his fault, and it's also no. nothing that we should hold against him. Like He's just a guy that wants to be a head coach in the NFL, and he got his opportunity. Yeah, and he didn't mention anything about it, potentially yeah. you know, that, that, that he had a, a black father and a black grandmother until like month, six months ago. Right. So it's not like he's been spinning this tale and telling this story. He's, yeah. he's not a, a, a Rachel Dolezal type yeah, of yeah. situation where he's trying to be something he's not. He's just him. He understands his place in culture and in, with race and everything. He mm-hmm. understands that. And I think it was just one of those interviews where, yeah, he opened up about yeah. it. Hey, like, you know, my pops is black, right. whatever. Uh, I don't think it needs to be a big thing. It just, no. It's, it's just very weird. It came at an awkward time. That's what it is. It came at a very awkward time for the NFL when it comes to diversity yeah. hiring. If he got hired two years ago, nobody would blink twice about it. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're and, right. And he's literally following up a black coach who is file, you know, following, following a, a suit lawsuit against the NFL about. And not only following a lawsuit, but now diminishing another black oh head coach gosh, who got yeah. fired and turning it into "woe is me." <laughs> uh, we'll get to Brian Flores yeah. in a second because I am by the day. Losing more and more respect for the cause, which I was all in on last week. And now Brian Flores and his lawyers are completely blowing that whole thing up. Uh, I am totally into Mike McDaniel. Love Mike McDaniel. For Theo, for him, it is, it, it, it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. All day. Ride or die with Giannis. Uh, I, I'm in sports love. I'm, I am right now sports romance. Myself. 
and Mike McDaniel. Which player or coach do you experience that with? It could be any sport, but I, I don't think I have a stronger feeling for any athlete or player or coach right now than with, with Mike McDaniel. This is intense. I cannot wait for next football season already. The Dolphins have sucked me back in. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. And you're going to love the FAU MBA Sport Management Program because it is your path to the sports industry. It's elite. It's number 19 in the world in postgraduate sport business programs, that according to Sport Business, the publication, internationally renowned. So many have found their way into sports because they got their MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic. It's pretty self-explanatory. You get into the program, you learn from professors who are in the sports industry, you adapt to the times like the program has, you get the internship, you meet the people. Dr. Jim Reardon, so well-connected, the man in charge, well, I don't have to say anything more than that. You know the rest. Success. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, 22 years of helping the sports executives of tomorrow. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Who do you have the most undying respect, the most undying sports love for, player or coach? 888 888-760-3776. 3776 and tweeted us at KLV1063. When we return, no surprise, Brady's already talking about maybe coming back. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. You are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 1063. Here's Ken Levick. Presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. It has taken Tom Brady only one week to start maybe keeping the door cracked open a little bit about coming back to play football. Like, not even, not even, (laughs) isn't a little month go by after retirement and he's still... Still keeping that door cracked open. Ken Levick alive. Theo Dorsey with us. WPTV News 1005, WFLX Fox 29. He'll have his temple a troll as we get through uh, to 2 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3. So the Let's Go Sirius XM show. That is the uh, the show that Tom Brady does with, uh, with Jim Gray. And uh, Jim Gray asked the following question. MJ came back, Muhammad Ali came back, Mike Tyson came back, so inevitably some quarterback's going to get hurt or not perform at the level, and it's going to start in July in training camp. It's going to go again in September and probably again in October and November. How are you going to entertain those thoughts, and would you ever consider a comeback? Here was Tom Brady's response. You know, I'm just going to take things as they come. I think that's the best way to put it, and I don't think anything, you know, you never say never. At the same time, I know that I'm very, I feel very good about my decision. I don't know how I'll feel six months from now. Don't know if it'll change. It most likely won't, but I try to make the best possible decision I can in the moment, which I did this last week. Nothing about that seems definitive at all. Yeah. Absolutely nothing about that seems definitive. I... I knew this was going to happen. It was the most obvious thing. You called it when we, even before we retired. Yeah. And we, we asked, 
will we ever see Brady again? I said, yeah, he's done. What more does he have to prove? Leave. You're 44 years old. You said, he'll retire, and then he'll make a comeback. And I laughed at you. I scoffed at that. But now, it's been been barely a week. (laughs) Barely a week. It happened what, Stone, last Tuesday? Literally. Last Tuesday. It is now. It's been all week. Today's Tuesday. A week, one week. It's been all week, and he's already saying things like, "You never say never." Where would Brady go to? What situation would work for him? Because it's not like Philip Rivers, where the Colts called and Rivers was like, "Oh God, I got to get away from my nine kids." Absolutely, <laughs> I am leaving San Diego, and I am coming to Indy. I'll play for a season. All good. Uh, Brady's not going to go to Houston. Nah. Brady's not going to go to Charlotte. Uh, he'll wait for a Derek Carr to fizzle out and go join with Josh McDaniels. So what is what is where would Tom Brady go to? Like, what is the situation he would come back Raiders. to? I think for me. Well, what do you? What, what's your? If you had to pick one team, um, I don't know. Would he go? Would he go? Back to Tampa in case of no. injury to whoever the the the, the quarterback's going to be. So this is what I would say specifically to his retirement, because to me it was never about did he not think he could play anymore, did he not want to get hit anymore, does he want to spend more time with his family. To me, he looked at the Bucks roster and their situation and the fact that the coaching staff was getting poached, and he was like, "This is not a Super Bowl team next year. I'm retiring because I know I can't run it back with this squad." Mm-hmm. That was a major. That was the majority of his decision. The rest of it was, yeah, it would be nice to take a year off, spend some time with fam. I think next year, it has to be NFC, right? Because you're not. Why going would to he the come AFC. back to the AFC? And so I see what Stone's saying about the, the Raiders. Raiders. But why? Forget, forget the AFC. Why would you go to that division? That would be tough. I mean, think about be that. The- Herbert. And Mahomes, and you're like, hey, here I am. I'm 45. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, nothing no, to lose, nothing way. to prove. No, but why? No, but come he's back then? he's not going to come back if he feels like he has nothing to prove. Yeah, he's going to come back if he has something to prove, and that would be winning another championship. That truly would be like Orlovsky saying yesterday, like the Rams not winning is a failure of a season, which is patently ridiculous because they are in the Super Bowl. That in and of itself makes for a successful definition, but. Brady would consider it a failure if he didn't come back next year somewhere and win a championship because that's the one thing he has to prove himself. It has to be in the NFC, right? It has to be NFC. And if you think about the NFC teams and who's positioned where, the best roster out there with the best coaching staff and a guy that, you know, they just lost a guy that you love now, and they don't have the quarterback position figured out yet is the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. They were just in the NFC championship game. They know Jimmy G isn't enough. Trey Lance... Obviously, since he couldn't supplant Jimmy G in his rookie year, his second year here, we'll see. He just lost his OC. I mean, I don't think he would mind sitting behind Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he wouldn't. I don't think he could come back. Oh, that's so loser talk, next year. man. Come what on. are you talking about? We'll fight Brady. Let's well, go. Trey Lance is gonna. <laughs> Trey Lance is likely gonna suck next year. No doubt. Right. That's quite an assumption to make. If he could not supplant Jimmy G. Jimmy G and, and Kyle Shanahan won a lot together. Why would you just throw Trey Lance in there? No, Let no, him no, no. season for a year, and now he's ready to go. No, he's he, dynamic. He's not ready. It's clear. He's we haven't ready. heard anything Are about him. Are you in the Bay Area? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you been watching <laughs> him practice? The fact that we haven't heard anything or like we stopped seeing him was told us all that we needed telling. to know. That was very telling. Like, I know how it goes in practice. Like, this kid can't, you know, perform in Skelly, which is like seven on, or like some of these inside drills. And they're like, you know what? You know what? You're just not ready. 
It's as simple as that. I don't think he's he was a kid. Ready. I don't think he was ready. Remember, for one, he he played in the Carson Wentz league. Watch out, in college. I'm not saying that, but listen, <laughs> Carson listen, Wentz league. In his second year, in his second year, he did he played one game because of COVID. I know, they I'm scheduled just, one game. Well, I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm saying he's not ready for him to go from playing in that league where it's not as much comp, the next year he plays one one game, and then he goes into the NFL, and he obviously wasn't ready if he couldn't beat out Jimmy G, who they were begging not to throw right. the football to. So what if Aaron Rodgers gets traded to the 49ers? Then the 49ers are out. <laughs> so I guess let's do it top three. And by the way, I'm offended that you brought up North Dakota State, where Carson Wentz, yeah. Trey Lance, that football league – the proud FCS. It's there great. Are I'm powers. not saying it's bad. How did you, Mr. FCS star, quarterfinal playoff appearance at Southern Illinois, not push back at he Theo did. after he diminished your college accomplishments? The football league, right? I've never heard that one before, but I said watch out. And Trey, La- Trey Lance torched us with like 160 yards on the ground. And oh, like, you played Trey oh, Lance? Oh, yeah. Oh, he torched so, us. so wait, he wasn't good enough at practice, <laughs> but you saw him firsthand roll over your guys' asses in college? He was just kicking ass in the football league, whatever uh, it is out the there and whatever's going on. No. A, you know, the football league. No, that is crap, Theo. I should have yeah, come after Yeah, you. exactly. Wait, wait, so That's now, stand up for yourself, all right, Stone. All right, so how many quarterbacks right now in the NFL are doing good from that league? Easton Stick. Who? Easton Stick. <laughs> Excuse me? It's sitting behind is Justin a, Herbert. Is that a name? Easton oh, Stick I'm is North, North Dakota State Bison, Carson Wentz, and Trey Lance. It would be probably the only three all right. quarterbacks from so, that Well, league. they all came from one school. They did. They yeah. did. Well, well, that's, you asked quarterbacks. That's them. That's okay. the quarterback. But I'm just saying, so it's like, so he came from that league where Carson Wentz obviously is like, I don't know. We're kind of like, is this it for No, him? Carson Wentz isn't good, shot. but he did have one good, a good year. season. And Trey Lance... He just he also is shorthanded because at least Wentz played what three years in that league. Mm-hmm. I feel like he did right three full seasons. Yeah, Lance played a season and a game. So what are we talking mm-hmm. here? He just has no experience, is what. But I'm saying. also, you're you're saying that that Trey Lance should have just automatically beat out a guy, even though he's really limited, that has played in a Super Bowl. Yeah. That is very comfortable with that offense that the 49ers are running. Because the 49ers win in spite of him, like, what is he comfortable with? Handing the ball off to <laughs> Debo Samuel? They don't even want him to throw the football to Debo Samuel. They're like, you know what? You can't Pitch get it, it to him. him. Yeah. Just, throw, just turn around and give it to him. I think Trey Lance can do that successfully. Uh, Ken Living Alive here on ESPN 106.3. So, fine. Let's do the top three that Brady would come back to. Okay. Yeah. So the Niners, I think that's a good call. If they were in crisis, if Trey Lance couldn't get the job done or they needed someone in training camp. And it's his hometown. And it's his hometown. Uh, Then another NFC team. The Packers. Would would you really want to go to Green Bay? I wouldn't, but he played like 20 years in Foxborough. We talked about him not one. 45. He's going to be 45. What 45-year-old wants to go play (laughs) that? We talked about Rodgers not wanting to go play in Tampa Bay and being Brady's shadow. I know Brady would not want to do that as well. Yeah, see, that's big pressure. Hold on now. If Brady goes to Green Bay and wins a Super Bowl. (laughs) If you ask any Green Bay fan, they do not want Tom Brady. I guarantee it. Yeah. None of them. You're right. You're right. I mean, but okay, so what are we talking then? What rosters are set up for Brady to step in and win and then in the, the NFC? Thing. The NFC is really tough. I think the, the the number one choice is San Francisco, and then it's a big gap. It is. Hometown You're- hero. He this is it was his favorite team growing up. Uh huh. And they have the best roster maybe in the NFL sans the quarterback position. What about he because their current quarterback just scrubbed all his Instagram of any mention of the team he currently plays oh, no, for. Please don't. What about the cards, man? Kyler Murray seems to be upset. 
Kyler Murray, who's the size of me and talks like this, he <laughs> seems to be really, really upset. Say something happens there, maybe Brady swoops into the desert, and it fits in with his retirement lifestyle. Yeah. He goes from one retirement area, area to the other. That'll drag Larry Fitzgerald out. Oh, my god! Do you gosh. think Larry would come back and play with the guy? He would, but why would we want him to? D- doesn't he have receiving weapons there? No Wouldn't doubt. Wouldn't Brady have receiving weapons there? Wouldn't Brady have a team that you – like Brady with that team, don't you think that they're probably hanging in there against the Rams they might need a in the wild card game? They might need a new coach. For you don't think that, oh, that no. Cliff and, and Tommy could, could no, work together? I don't think so. Tom, I think, Tom would elevate Cliff. I think they need a new coach if that's going to happen. But – Cliff is already going to be, you know, pending a hot seat this upcoming season. So it could be a two-for-one deal where a coach goes in and gets Brady. But I could see it maybe happening. I don't think it would happen with Cliff Kingsbury. Do you think Brady, do you think Tom Brady will actually come back? And if so, where? Do you think Tom Brady will actually come back as he definitely did not close the door on last night on Sirius XM? Do you think Brady would actually come back and where would be the best destination? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. Again, 888-760-3776. Do you actually think Brady would come back and where would be the best destination? And I heard Evan talking about this at 1155, and I know that Evan Cohen is super pumped, and he's probably getting tingly in his loins <laughs> about the concept of Tom Brady returning. It would be so annoying. I would be so annoyed if Tom Brady came back. Because you know what, bro? We get it. We get it. You won seven championships. You're the best of all time. You, we know you're competitive. But just walk away. Let everybody else have their moment. Let the new era come in. Let Patrick Mahomes have his shine. Let Justin Herbert have his shine. Let Joe Burrow head to the top of the heap. Why do we still need Brady uh, now just picking rosters and teams that he wants to come back to because it would cater to a championship. I don't need Tom Brady going on a ring chase. Yeah. I don't want Tom. I prefer to remember Tom Brady as the guy who brought his team at 44 years old all the way back against the eventual NFC champions, and then they lost because he never touched the ball again. I'm fine with that. I don't need to see 45-year-old Tom Brady ring chase. I just don't. It, it wouldn't be. Now, the only way to me that it would end up being a good story again or something that I would actually enjoy watching, as a guy who spent most of Brady's career rooting against him, now I'm good with him because he's earned that kind of respect, um, is, is if he went to the 49ers and actually won the Super Bowl. Now, if he does anything short of that, like if he goes to a team and loses in the second round again, it's kind of like, it almost Why did this icky. happen? Yeah, like yeah. It, it'd be like, oh, you just wasted our time. It, it's a sadder way to go out. Like you tried it and it didn't work out. It's kind of, it's kind of miserable. It's almost like how Big Ben left, where it's like, all right, like get out. Like we're, yeah, we're yeah, yeah. All right, uh, push him off the career. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, all right, it's been a good run. And, we're gonna put you down. And now. we don't need to see that with Tom Brady. We, no, we, I don't want to see that. It, I don't. It, it's great how it is. I'd lo- I, I think we could argue. That he went out as on top as he was going to with this Bucks team, right? Yeah. Like we don't. We didn't seriously, truly believe they were going to win another championship. They were too injured. They were too limited. Did they have a chance? Sure. 
But if they were going to lose, did they go out in the biggest blaze of glory possible? Oh, yeah. 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 That That's a great time to walk off into the sunset. I don't want there to be a Jordan Wizards. No. I don't want there to be a Big Ben. I know they made the playoffs, but I don't want there to be another Phillip Rivers because while it was fun in the moment, do we really truly remember the the final year of Phillip Rivers? Like, no, I don't want that. We don't need that. The Dwayne Wade stuff makes always makes me sad when I think about it. Yeah, how they missed the guy. playoffs. Or just Chicago to Cleveland or whatever. Yeah, it was. but then he he had he, the the one saving grace for that is Wade came back down here and he bald. Yeah. I mean, he's hitting game-winning shots. He is leading the team, but what ruins it is that what was around him was abject trash, and they ended up missing the playoffs. Yeah. D-Wade should have gone out in the playoffs. I love the fact that he was able to have one final run, and he played awesome and turned into retro D-Wade, but the fact they missed the playoffs tarnishes that. Like, know when it's time to leave, and I knew Brady was going to do this. I didn't think it would happen after a week. Yeah. I knew Brady was going to do this, though. Don't leave the door open, man. You're going out the right way. And I'm not saying this because I'm rooting against Brady. I don't care anymore. He's not in the Dolphins division. Go out the right way. Like Just, just do it the right way, please. You deserve it. We deserve it as people who watched you do it at the highest level for 20 years. Yeah. We don't need a one last dance year no. out of Tom Brady. No, not, not at all. Not at all. And I hate the idea of a farewell tour. I know, Stone, you're into it. Oh, yeah, he wants it. But I don't, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think a farewell tour is a good idea. I mean, I think I stand there because you guys were so against this guy being a drama queen and you know how humble he was. And, like, look, he's already bored a weekend and already starting to stir Who the pot. He was hop on this pot. Who said he was humble? You is guys Tom said Brady that- humble? We never said humble. Is Tom Brady not humble? He's what? not humble. What Tom you- Brady? Yeah. When have you ever seen a humble bone in that dude's body? I mean, he he's very self-aware with what he's done he's and where he's at. Self-aware doesn't mean that yeah, he's, he's humble. Oh, he is arrogant. Yeah, he's I, an arrogant prick. And if <laughs> is he an if, arrogant prick? Is, if he if he wasn't humble, do you think he'd be opening the door after a week to coming back? No, no like, right. Hey, teams, think about me. I'm here potentially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that TV twelve stuff is gonna get so boring. Uh, yeah, think about it though. <laughs> Eating kale and and unsalted almonds. Uh. While not playing football, that's going to suck. Bro, get a burger, sit back, and retire. Okay? Tom Brady, do you think he's going to come back? He opened the door. I think it's probably more than a crack. Like, he sort of elbowed it open last night. And if so, what is the best situation for him? Is it San Fran? Is it Arizona? With social media drama queen Kyler Murray, like a teenage girl and her ex-boyfriend scrubbing his Insta of any mention of the Arizona Cardinals? Where is it? Is it Tampa again? Is it Green Bay at 45 dragging your creaky joints up to that cold weather? Mm. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's go to Palm Beach. That's where Gary is. Gary, you're on Ken LeVick Alive. What's going on, Gary? Well, uh, Ken, I was watching uh, local news the other night, yeah. and they were talking that Tom is having a house built in Miami yeah, right believe, now as we speak. I believe it's in North Miami, right? Like right on the coast. Somewhere down there, yeah. yeah. But uh, my guess is if he decided that he wanted to come back and play for maybe one year, uh I would think he would play with, for the team that's closest to his home so he could still spend time with his family. And uh, my guess is if he comes back for one more year, it would be the Dolphins. Whoa. Oh my God. All right, so, so Gary, let me, uh, let me process that, okay, and appreciate the call. 
Uh-oh. You know all the things I just said <clears throat> about uh, about Brady not being humble and about why would we want to see him come back yeah. and go through that? <laughs> if the Dolphins were the team that he was considering, <laughs> I'd at least open my mind yeah. to it. Could you imagine Brady and Mike McDaniel in the same offense? Think about it. Uh, a, a Mike McDaniel offense that's predicated on the run, where you have tackles in motion and fullbacks and blocking tight ends, taking the pressure off of the greatest quarterback of all time and allowing him to just cook when his number is called. All right, Tommy. If I showed up to the stadium for work on Sundays and looked at the team store and saw a teal 12 Tom Brady jersey, I would not know what to do. I would I t- have no clue. I tell you what, Brian Flores blew the opportunity allegedly. Brian Flores could have made it a reality if he just, while at lunch, what a what a gesture it was from Stephen Ross to let Brian Flores come and have lunch with him on that yacht, and all Brian Flores had to do was just talk, just talk to Tommy. Just plant a seed in his mind. Hey, Tommy, come play for us. The Dolphins could have redemption. You know who would talk with Tommy? Mike McDaniel. He would. Mike McDaniel would talk to him. He would talk to him. Tom Brady, do you think he'd come? I'm about to be included in that lawsuit. Uh, Tom Brady, <laughs> Tom Brady, would he come back, and what's the best situation? Do you think he would come back? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Let's head to Jupiter. That's where Jim is. What's going on, Jim? Yeah, hey, guys, I still think it's San Francisco, and they'll swap Tua for Trey Lance. And uh, they'll get rid of the problem in Miami, and they'll get rid of the uh, backup in uh, San Francisco, and Tom can stay with his parents. That's what they'll do. Thanks. I appreciate it. Wait, wait. So we're going to work? So wait. So he's going to – so so why is Tua – Tua just gets screwed in all of this. Why did Where Tua, Tua get – yeah, Tua's chilling at home on the couch. He hears he's his like, name wait, I'm in going this. to San Francisco, yeah. but Brady's going to be there? What happened? What? Wait, so what are the Dolphins getting in that? Uh – the Dolphins get Trey Lance, I think. Oh, he said. oh, oh, oh! So Mike McDaniel's going to oh bring his guy, bring his guy, even though he didn't even play his guy. Right, right. So right. well, he wasn't the head coach. Now he's in charge. That's true. Okay, so maybe he liked Trey. So Lance. Trey Lance comes to the Dolphins. Tua goes to San Francisco <laughs> to be the backup to Brady. And and don't forget, the problem in Miami is how we've we've labeled Tua now. The problem in Miami is Tua. Okay, all right. I mean, sure. Uh, I'll- sure. I'm kind of confused a little bit by this. Yeah, I don't know. I can't wait for Chris Greer to give up two first-round picks to go get Trey Lance. Uh, Mike is in Wellington. What's going on, Mike? Hey, Ken. Not because I'm biased, but I think the best spot for Tom to come back to is Tampa. I agree. The team's established. You know, the chemistry's already there. It'd be year three. He's got a gorgeous yacht here in that bay over there. Um. And I feel, you know, him playing at 45 will bring a lot of these guys back on one-year deals in. He, he won't say it's a last run, but if he comes back to the Bucks, which has a very young defense still, this team can run it back, and I feel like he'd be most comfortable than having to go to a whole different city, new team. You know, the chemistry's here now in year three, and that's just my opinion, Ken. See, Mike, I feel for you, though, because I know you're a Bucks fan, and I know you want this, and it's unfair to you that he's opened this door, that we're sitting here having this to talk torture. to you. Yeah, he, he's torturing <laughs> you when, just when you've decided to let go and realize, all right, well, time to move on post-Brady. He's sucking you back in. This is unfair to you. 
Yeah, exactly. It's it, it's it's. I'm reliving it all over again now. <laughs> well, it's all right, Mike. You have a you. He brought you a Super Bowl ring. Okay, yeah, yeah. so 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 get over it It'd to okay. an extent. Yeah. Also, at what point did this defense become super young? I mean, they have a couple young players who are starting there, but like Shaq Barrett is going to be like 29 mm-hmm. next year. That's not young. That's like prime age and about to go over the hill. Uh, I guess Antoine Winfield Jr. is young, but yeah. that's an old se- team. I'd say the secondary is probably where the youth lives. Yeah, but, but not they're the not entire that good. defense, right? <laughs> so this like the youth yeah. of your team. See, that's isn't the that problem. Good. Yeah, like there, there is. Is it is it youth or is it that they're just bad? They're just young. They're, yeah. just, they're young, right. but they're not good. Right. And then Devin White, I guess, is young, but Levante David. So I don't know, man. The Bucks are not the team he's going back to. That's the reason why he retired. Tom Brady. Will he come back after certainly sort of dangling it out there on Sirius XM last night, the Let's Go radio show? And if he does come back, where would he go? Where is the best place for him to go? I maintain there's not a chance that those old bones would step foot willingly in Green Bay unless the Packers kidnapped him and forced <laughs> him to play for that team. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. As always, the Twitter is open, at KLV1063. It's my personal Twitter. Don't abuse it. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.